Hello, hello, and it's really good to be with you again here on the football show on Belfast Live. As always, Glen Torn legend Paul Lehman joins me on the sofa, and our special guest this week is Glenavon midfielder Sammy Klingon, a man who won 39 Northern Ireland caps, and at this point in time he's winning the, the hearts and minds of the Moorview faithful. Sammy, first year there, and uh, you've settled in well. Yeah, Jackie, it's been it's been going well, to be fair. Um, I've been re made to feel really welcome from everyone at the club, um, from the tea lady right down to the, the youth team players who you, who you get to see. Um, it's been it's been brilliant, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Hopefully, I can stay injury-free. Mm. And it's been a great start for you. Yeah, it has. Um, personally, I've got four goals, which is nice. I don't really score that many. All penalties? All penalties, mm -hmm. albeit. Um, it's the only real chance I get to score, to be honest. Either a penalty or a free kick. Um, but it's yeah, it has been good, and the results have been good as well. Uh, we always look back to last weekend. Uh, I was there, as you know, at Moorview Park. Glenavon 2, Coleraine 2. A humdinger of a game. Yeah, well, it was a great game. Um, it was difficult for us, obviously, because we were down to 10 men and for 75 minutes or so. We were also 1-0 down at that stage, so it shows the character that we have in the dressing room that we were able to come back, not just once, but twice, and, and managed to get a draw against a team who are absolutely flying in Coleraine. Oren Kearney has them playing some good stuff, and they're winning games, and it's down to the other teams in the league now to catch them. But as you know, it's difficult at times, most of the time, for 11 men to play against 10 for some reason. But they get organised, get behind the ball. Yeah, I think it is. It's the old cliche, isn't it? It's always hard to, harder to play against 10 men. I think I agree with what you're saying. Um, the team then regroup, they sit in behind the ball, and then <coughs> they try and hit the other side on the counter-attack. It happened last year when I was at Linfield. We had two men sent off against Glenavon at Mornview Park, and that was coincidentally my last game for Linfield. And we end up coming back from 2-0 down to get a 2 each draw, and sure. I think that sort of swung it for us, and that's why we end up going on that amazing run and end up winning the league. Yeah, and just one league defeat in 13 games. Very promising. It has been it has been really good, and we haven't really been keeping that many clean sheets either. Um, we've started keeping them lately, but we're scoring goals at the, at the other end, which is so, so important. We always know that we'll create chances with the personnel that we've got in the team. We've got some fantastic young players there who are Absolutely. Yeah, they're, Sykes, they're done Daniels, real, yeah. Marshall, Singleton. Yeah, you could name uh, name so many. Bobby, um, Bobby Burns as Bobby well. Burns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it has. It's been a really good start to the season for us, and we're just taking every game as it comes and just trying to stay where we are. You were talking about scoring penalties. Two-one, Coleraine. Twelve minutes left, I think. Glenavon get a penalty. Who takes it? <laughs> Pressure. Yeah, well, um, there was a wee bit of pressure on it, to be fair. Um, it was 2-1 at this, at this stage, and Andy Mitchell always seems to go and collect the ball. I'm thinking, is he wanting well, to take this here? Yeah. Yeah, so, he would, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm the uh, designated penalty taker, and I knew if I, if I picked my side, just stick to that side, and I managed to get good contact on it. And to be fair, the keepers went the same way, and thankfully it hit the back of the net. Mm. You can't buy experience. No, you can't. And we, we spoke about you know <coughs> everyone speaking about Korean and the great run they're on and the great young players that they have. But they've also got a few really good pros mixed in with the young players. And, and Glenn Avon, to be fair to Gary, he's assembled a really good young team, but he's brought in some really good top pros, you know, experienced pros like Sammy, and their their experience will be invaluable to those young players as well. Oren Kearney would have been disappointed. I mean, they're one ups, fourteen minutes gone. 
Sammy and the boys down to ten men. He must have thought, Oren, the three points are here. Yeah, because I watched them against Cliftonville a few weeks before, and they got they got ahead in the game, and they managed the game really well. They were able to sit in and just defend and and hold on to the the three points. And I, I, I read something in the paper during the week, and Orm said he was disappointed that they, they weren't able to manage the game out and see out the three points. We will be disappointed, but I think overall, you know, Glenavon are a really good side this year, and mm. it's a good point for Coleraine. Overall, both managers will probably be happy. And Coleraine still unbeaten, and they are unbeaten at home in eight games in the league. Yeah, they're both Not on tremendous run, and it's been great for the league. Game, game you were at, uh, you told me, Arts 2, Crusaders 4. Yeah, I mean, it's a game, fancy Crusaders to go and win. They're, they're 100% record away from home. Uh, Gavin White, who's a player that impresses me all the time, he, he's amongst the goals, he got two of the goals. Crusaders were really comfortable in the game for long spells, a lot of possession. Um, got 3-1 ahead and, and then 4-1 ahead and then Ards got a couple of late goals so you know it was a, it's a good win for Crusaders expected them to win that and uh, you know another defeat for Ards in the league they're, they're finding it tough. Uh, Stephen Baxter was well pleased with the performance mm -hmm. uh, they're starting to look the business again aren't they Crusaders? Yeah they're, they're starting to score a few goals again Jackie mm. I know Glen Avon beat them at, at Seaview a few weeks back but uh, since then they've gone on a really good run and you know have obviously beaten Limfield 5-2 at Windsor, they've gone and beat Ards and they've beaten Cliftonville along the way as well so they're picking up some really big wins, their key players, the Whites, the Heatleys, the Owens are all on, on form and you know on their day Crusaders could beat anybody. Ballamallard nil, Linfield 6, the Blues are back in yeah. the groove. We spoke about the Blues last week, the Ards had beaten them in the, the County Antrim Shieldland you know, they've been on a poor run, I think it was five defeats out of seven games, something like that. So David Healy will have been really happy because he's got a response from his team last week. And Ballin and Mallard have been, they've been doing okay, they haven't been picking up any wins, but they've been competing in games. So I didn't expect it to be a 6-0, but it's a really good victory for Linfield. And they were down to 10 men as well early on in the game, and they still managed to go on and score six goals. So mm. really good win for them, another difficult day for, for Ballin and Mallard. And a couple for Andy Waterworth, who's getting his feet back again because it takes you a little bit of time yeah. after a layoff to get yeah, your timing and everything. He's coming back from a, a knee injury and it, it, you know, it takes time to get that sharpness. Certainly a player like Andy, his game's all about you know, his fitness and his pace and it takes a bit of time to get that back and it looks like he's starting to find his feet again and a couple of goals will be a real confidence boost for him and for Linfield. Some of those recent strange results for Linfield, uh, they're going through a bad period, uh, they would be hurting about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, the players would be hurting, the manager would be hurting. Um, they started the season off really well. They weren't conceding any goals, and all of a sudden they've shipped a few goals. Uh, obviously, we spoke about like when they played Crusaders at Windsor Park, and they got five put against them, and that would have hurt everyone there. But it's good to see, for David Healy's sake, that they've bounced back, and they've had a good win away to Ballina Mallard and scored six goals. Uh, again, mentioned already about Andy Waterworth. He's a massive player for them. Mm. He, he basically won Linfield League last year with um, goals and then the cup um, as well. So to have him missing and also Paul Smith, mm -hmm. who went yes. across to QPR, you're going to miss players you like, miss that guys like that. So yeah. you are. So it's, I'm sure everyone up Linfield's happy that Andy's back on the pitch again. Mm. Balna Mallard, one win in 14. They do. They're not an awful footballing team by any means. They play very well, but one in 14, big big trouble. It is. It's 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 really difficult for him. And get, you know, Gavin Dykes was questioning his position a few weeks back, but they managed to, you know, pick up a, 
pick up a much needed win and end up being competing in a few games and he was probably a little bit encouraged by that but last week was a really difficult result for them again and you know, they've got to try and bounce back quickly but it's, it's, it's going to be a long tough season for them, they've got to pick up wins. Cliffable 3, Carrick 0, the Reds are firing. They are and two goals for, for Joe Gormley, you know Rory Donnelly got a lot of credit in the show and he, he picked up a player <coughs> of the month award uh, after some great form and now Joe's amongst the goals and I think Cliftonville I said it last week, I think they've turned the corner the team's more settled, they're, they're, they're a lot better than they were earlier in the season and again it was just about giving them time to, to gel, they seem to have gelled a lot better now and they've found their form and you know again on their day Cliftonville is a match for anybody and you know they're, they're in good form at this moment in time Gormley and Donnelly were coming back from England you've done that Sammy coming back from across the channel uh, it takes a while, I'm sure, to get adapted to the Irish League in the part-time game again, but they're finding their feet and the nets. Yeah, well, obviously they had played in the, the Irish League before. Um, I hadn't, so it did take me a wee bit of time to adjust to it. Um, but they know the club inside out because they've been yeah. there. They're fantastic players, and no doubt about it, they'll go on and score plenty more goals for Cliftonville this year. I agree, Cliftonville have turned the corner. Um, I went to watch them. Uh, when they played at home against Linfield and Linfield were actually 2-0 up against the run of play I would say mm. and Clinville uh, showed fantastic character coming back and winning that match scoring a last minute winner and it was a, it was a brain header of fire yeah it was indeed it was an amazing um, game to watch and yeah they look like they'll go on a, a good run and they'll be there or thereabouts come the end of the season mm. also yeah Clifford have six wins in their last seven league games uh, Carrick one win their last nine they need a lift from somewhere. They do indeed. Tough fixtures. Uh, Sky match on Monday night. It wasn't a good one by <coughs> any means. Glentorn won. Ballymena United won. It was a game where both were looking for three much-needed points. Yeah, three points for the Glens. Jackie would have put, given them a, a good bit of distance between them and Ballymena, one of their sort of competitors for, for a top six place. Yeah. Um, but I have to say it was a poor game, especially the first half. It was a... It was a really poor game, not a lot of football played. The second half, a few changes in the game. Dylan Davidson came on for, for Glen Torn and give them a, a new direction. But um, overall, not a great game, and the draw was probably f a fair result in the end. For, for well, Ballymena had a couple of good chances. Yeah, Ballymena had you know a few chances. You know, Elliot Morris with a couple of big saves, and he, he's shown again how important he is for Glen Torn. So Ballymena probably had you know more clear-cut chances, but I think overall... In terms of play and possession, you know, a draw was probably for her. She's having a great season, Elliot Morris. He is. The veteran, they would call him. Uh, I'm just looking, Torn's last seven in the league. Uh, draw, lost, one, lost, one, lost, draw. No consistency. But then we look at United, the same, last seven. One, lost, lost, one, lost, draw, draw. It's not happening for either. It's not, and Glentorn started the season really well. Ballymena, to be fair, it's been a mixed bag for them from the start of the season. But Glentorn started the season off really well, and they've sort of they fell away again. They've lost a few key players. John McGuigan was a key key player mm. for them earlier in the season. They've now lost him, and I just I think that's Glentorn's problem. When when they lose key players, you know they don't have that strength and depth to replace them with like for like and good top quality, and yeah. that's that's where Glentorn could struggle. <laughs> And uh, finally, Warren Point won Dungannon 2 after three defeats on the bounce. A bit of joy for Rodney McAree and his men. Yeah, and you tipped him last week, Jack. I did, I got my double <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Ball did. No, I went for the draw in that game, and uh, you know it's a big win for Dungannon. As you say, they lost their last three 
uh, games in the league, so a much needed win for them. And, and Matthew Tipton will be disappointed losing that game at home after yeah. they picked up a good point the previous week at Ballymena. So mixed bag again for Warren Point, and they're finding it really tough as well. Yeah, they're in 11th place, uh, one win from the last 11, so Ballymallard and Warren Point. It's an uphill climb, isn't it? It is, and the, the, we always say that you know they, they've got to beat the teams here amongst them, you in know, around the league. bottom. Yeah. There's a little mini league at the bottom, and that's the games that they've got to win, and so that's where you know Matthew Tipton will be disappointed there that not getting anything in the home fixture. But it gives Dungannon a bit of a lift, and you know, there looks seems to be the top five at the moment will be in there come the end of the season. So it's uh, Glen Torren, Ballymena, Dungannon for that sixth yeah. place. Uh, so uh, that gives them a bit of a lift. Let's take a look at the dance, the Danske Bank Premiership. There's the table, still unbeaten, eight points clear, as we were saying, Cole Rain on 38, Glenavon and Sammy Klingon on 30, then both lurking, Crusaders 29, Linfield 27, Cliffville 25, and Glen Torren 22. Then we have a five-point gap to Dungannon on 17, Ballymena on 15, and then uh, all of the bottom four were beaten at the weekend. Ards 10 points, Carrick 9, 1.8, and uh, slightly adrift on four points. It's Ballina Mallard. So that's the league. Now the spotlight <laughs> is on Sammy Klingon. Sammy, you're 33, you're still playing, and I'm glad to say you're injury-free. I am indeed, Jackie, just about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had my fair share of injuries uh, throughout my career. Um, I've always sort of had one bad injury every season, whether it's always seemed to be contact injuries, so it's like medial ligaments, breaks, stuff like that. It's never really soft tissue injuries as in hamstrings, calves, anything like that. So I've had my fair share, and hopefully they're over me now. How difficult is it mentally to take that being out for long chunks? And you <coughs> have been blighted over all of your career with injury. Well, I think it's different this time because it's part-time football. Whereas when I was across the water, you were getting treatment every day. Yes. So I've had to sort of go between that. Like Whereas I'm not really getting treatment every day. And now that I'm over my injuries, it's it's a lot easier. And I'm just trying to manage um, the injury that I had, which has caused me the most problem, which was my, my right knee. Um, I had a thing called an osteochondral defect. And osteo? Osteochondral defect. Mm-hmm. So basically it's just down the outside of the outside. knee on the joint line and I had an operation and stuff for it, kept me out for a year, get back playing for Linfield and then I broke down against Glen Avon in the November time and I was out for the season again and I was just going to retire and I'd done a wee bit of training over the summer and yeah. Gary Hamilton got in touch with me and asked me, did I fancy going down there? Nice lifeline. Yeah, it was. Um, he gave me a chance. I just said, Guy, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure what I want to do yet. I'll go down and train and see how the knee is. I didn't want to say anything because there was no point in me bluffing Glen Avon and bluffing myself if I was going to go down there and break down again. So thankfully I went down, trained, felt good, and they offered me a year's contract. So I'm pleased and things have been going well. The thing was, when you come back from across the channel, before you signed for Linfield, you were out of the game for a whole season. Yeah, well... Why was that? Injury again? Or? Yeah, well, that's what happened. It was sort of the last couple of weeks of the season when I was playing for Kilmarnock. I, I got diagnosed with this injury. It, it, it didn't feel good and went to see a couple of specialists for s different opinions and I got diagnosed with the osteochondral defect after having an MRI scan and 
came home. I'd come home after seeing the specialist and stuff, and I did. I didn't think it was going to be that serious. They said you could still like play on with it and that. So come back here basically during the summer. Done a bit of training with um, DC, which is close to where I live, and I was meant to go over in Saint for Gillingham on a Sunday. And when I was training with DC, I, I felt my knee and it sort of bloomed up and I broke down again and. I went to see Caroline Woods, the Northern Ireland physio down in Dublin, and mm. she recommended I went for another scan. Went for another scan, showed that it done a bit more damage, so had the operation kept me out for the, for that amount of time, and it was hard because again, there was nowhere where I could really do my rehab, and thankfully Caroline Woods got me into the Sports Institute at Jordanstown, and they really really yeah. looked after me, and um, I got back fit again, and then broke down that time for Linfield and. I was just going to call it a day because it. I was going to say, did you enough. feel at that time it's over? I think so, yeah, because I said after the year that it was out, if I was going to break down again, that I was calling it a day. But playing football for so long, that's the only thing that I sort of know. Um, it's in my blood, like moving across the, the water when I was 16. That's all I really did. So I didn't want to like retire because, like we spoke about before the show, like once you're retired, you're retired for a long time. and. I knew my legs still had a, a bit to give and if I could give a bit, bit back to the younger players in, in the Irish League then so be it and thankfully I'm back playing now. Mm. He needs a break. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be great for, for Sammy. You know, obviously his influence at Glenavon is, is there for everyone to see but it would be great for, for him to now to get a few years and really enjoy the, you know, you're, when you're in your 30s, you know, every year's a bonus. I mean, you're, especially when you're getting the I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it is, and, and hopefully Sammy can stay injury-free, and he'll be a huge asset to Glenavon, and he can enjoy his football. And he's certainly offering the team loads at the minute in terms of experience, in terms of his, his quality, and, you know, I, I wish him all the best, and hopefully he can stay injury-free, because it's, it's good for the league as well to have players with his, yeah. his ability and his quality involved I, I think well. you can always see as well that Sammy has played <coughs> at a higher level. Yeah, and I think if, if Sammy hadn't had those injuries in the last few years he, he wouldn't be playing in the Irish League there's mm. no doubt about that you know such is his quality but you know unfortunately for him he's had those injuries he's come back but the main thing is I was speaking to him before he's really enjoying his football he's enjoying the Irish League and you know long may that continue for him yeah you may remember I had a conversation with you at the start of the season when you signed for Glenavon I just said son I called him son I said I just hope that you get two or three years injury free because you deserve that how is the body you did indeed, Jack. I still remember it to this day. Um, and thanks for that. <laughs> no, the body's no, been no, fe- I meant to, yeah. the body's been feeling really good, to be honest. Um, the knee's been really quiet, which is the most important thing that I need to keep an eye on. Um, that's been feeling good. I've been getting through games as well, like ninety minutes of games. And to be fair, the manager um, at Glenavon, Gary Hamilton, has been absolutely brilliant with me. Like, if I would need a night off training, he would he would let me take it off that there. But I sort of want to train all the time and yes. I think that's what sort of happened to me last year at Linfield as well I I think I just done too much too soon like David Healy was You're telling me to prove yourself, yeah, I suppose. like to take like the Monday and stuff off and I'd felt like my knee was really great and I just wanted to train just because I'd been out for so long but I've sort of learned from the mistakes that I made last year and it's been going good you left as a boy to go to Wolves you played <coughs> at Nottingham Forest Norwich City Coventry, Kilmarnock. Any particular highlight in there between the injuries? Yeah, well, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time at all the clubs that had been at. Um, I was at Wolves and never really got a chance <coughs> in the first team. I was in the first team squad. I was on the bench in Premier League and stuff, but I never really got a, an opportunity there. And I thought, 
it's coming to a stage now, I think I was 21 or so, and I was coming into the last six months of my contract at Wolves, and Nottingham Forest came in for me because I'd been out on known at Chesterfield, and it, once I got the experience of playing league football, it, I loved it, and going to a massive club like Nottingham Forest, mm. it was a massive opportunity for me to go on and play in first-team football, and I managed to get promoted and stuff at Forest, and I really enjoyed it there, and like all the clubs, it was, they were all good clubs, so they were... Most of them were around the Midlands, apart from Norwich, and I even enjoyed Norwich, even though it was a nightmare to get to. But they were all good clubs. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> what about management in the future? Coaching management is that on the radar at all? Yeah, well, like I said, like football's in my blood, and it's just it's the thing that I know. Um, I've been doing it since I was a, a young boy, and to be fair, I wasn't really that great at school. Um, sort of took my eye off it a bit because I knew I was moving across to England which is probably wrong um, but, no, but you I, can understand the excitement of mm. I could go to England and play football yeah well that's that's the thing I was just so excited about getting across there but I should have been concentrating on my studies mm. as well um, but yeah I've, I've done my, my A licence and my coaching and stuff so I've got that and I've been doing a, a wee bit on a Sunday morning and a, a Monday night with the IFA down at um Jordanstown with the young kids there so Good. that's been going really well as well and I'm getting more experience the more I do it but uh, as we were saying you're 33 you'll play a little <coughs> yet yeah well like I said I'm going to try and play as long as possible Jackie um, it's it's enjoyable when you're playing football when you're getting out there on a Saturday it's coming up to 3 o'clock and you hear that whistle you, s you see the fans in the stadium the smell of the embrocation it's yes. so so good and then yeah. when you win on a Saturday after the game especially now that I'm a prolific goal scorer scoring all these goals for <laughs> Glen Alvin I was going to say you're, that <laughs> you're going home on a Saturday night and you're absolutely buzzing so it makes the weekend good as well so I want to play as long as I can yeah because the old saying is you're a long time retired indeed you would encourage him to play on yeah, definitely. 38 year old playing he was I, I still think I should have played for another year Jackie but it's just well that's, that's I think he could have better looks off him Jackie yeah. do you know I, no I honestly problems. think uh, I should have played at least another year and it's probably a little bit of a regret but you know looking back to get the, the nearly 38 was, was really good but obviously play as long as you can I know that now oh you're a long time retired definitely Sammy internationally 39 caps you had a good time there highlights yeah, well, 39 caps. I spoke to you before the show, Jackie, and I feel like I should have had a lot more. Again, Any the nice. injuries have prevented me from getting more caps for Northern Ireland. But yeah. you know what? I can look back at my time there and think of some of the amazing experiences that I've had and some of the great nights that I've had playing for, for Northern Ireland. And it's been fantastic. I'll always look back at it. And when I have kids, hopefully I can like share my memories with them. Mm. The one th highlight I remember was the free kick, was it? <laughs> You back to Healy against Spain the night we beat them 3-2 and Healy off the training ground but it hadn't gone too well in training. Yeah, well it was a, a free kick off the training ground. I think we were 2-1 down at that stage and we got the free kick down the right hand side and like we had worked on it in training. Like you said, it hadn't really worked up well in training but <laughs> Davey, as he is the goal scorer, um, he said just do it, do it. So we managed to get good contact on the ball and fired across and his movement was brilliant and he managed to fire it into the bottom corner and he went on and then scored the, the, the amazing lob over That's right, the keeper. Yes. So, yeah, it was a fantastic win for us. And that there is definitely one of the nights that will stand out for me. I remember. And I think you were the BBC radio player of the match a year later when you beat Denmark 2-1. Yeah, well, we had some massive nights at, at Windsor Park. Um, yeah. 
playing the likes of Sweden, Denmark, Spain. We didn't that campaign. We hadn't had a great start. We got beat three 0 by Iceland in the first game, and I remember it well. Johnny Evans then came in the next game against uh, Spain, Spain and made his debut and stuff, and he, he hasn't really looked back he since. Was 18 or 19 or yeah, something. Yeah, so yeah, we had some amazing nights and. That game against Denmark probably shouldn't have went ahead because of the pitch. It was waterlogged that night. But it was we not the night Healy scored that fantastic lob over well, the goalkeeper who seemed about seven <clears throat> feet tall. Yeah, well, that was like Healy was unbelievable in that campaign. Yeah. Everything that he touched seemed to go in. We just relied on him that whole campaign, and I think he he was the highest goal scorer. Thirteen goals, he got the new record. Yeah, he did indeed, and everything that he touched went in, and it was massive to have him in the team at the time. Yeah. And he got all the headlines. He did indeed. <laughs> Guy like that sickens you, doesn't he? <laughs> Sammy, thanks a lot. You play on, kid. Thank you, Jackie. Now, something you can't talk about because players are not allowed to gamble. Uh, only three games this week, odds supplied as always by McLean's. Uh, five to one, Balamina at home on Friday night to Linfield, who are two to five. Yeah. They've got it right, the they've got, they've got it right, Linfield coming off the back of a, a big win away to. Ballon Mallard going to Ballymena. Um, they have a tendency to ship goals. You know, it could be a difficult night for for Ballymena again if Linfield are, are firing on all cylinders. You know. And here's a big battle at the bottom. Carrick Rangers against Warren Point. Carrick Rangers six to five. Warren Point nine to five. It's not a bad price for Carrick. No, being being the home team, I, I'd favour them just just slightly, Jackie, because of the home team. You know, it's, I think it'll be a close game, but I think Carrick could just edge that one. Mm. And uh, Cliffenville, as we were saying, on the rise at home to Balna Mallard. The Mallards the, from Fernie Park, eleven to one, and Cliffenville at home, one to six. That's yeah, going to be another difficult. It's not night. worth a bet in Cliffenville, is it? No, I mean Cliffenville have scored about seven goals in their last two league games, and Balna Mallard, the bottom team, coming to Cliffenville, I fancy them to score a few goals there again, Jackie. Well, I don't think it's worthwhile doing a double this week. Even though I got mine up last week, and just to remind you that Paul didn't again. Uh, but if we were doing a single, I would go for Carrick Rangers at six to five. Five hundred quid, you know me. Six hundred quid profit. I would go for Linfield and Carrick if it was picking a double. Linfield to beat Ballymena. Yeah. You could be right, but I cannot, cannot bet against my home team. Sammy, thanks a lot. Hope Thank you, you Jackie. It. Cheers, I enjoyed that. Thanks. <coughs> Pardon me. Paul, as always, thank you. Keeps me right every week. So that's it. Only three games this week. But uh, as I say, it's not a bad product, this Irish League. I love it. Sammy loves it. That's why he's playing at 53 years of age. Sorry, (laughs) 33 years of age. And he played too. He was 48. So get out there. Support your local team. And we will see you next week, whether you like it or not. Bye-bye. Ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 21,50 per maand met de iPhone SE 32 gigabyte. Nu met 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.